Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show taking you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexis Zotos with KMOV. This month of March is Women's History Month, and this episode is dropping on International Women's Day. And I am always so proud to bring these stories of the incredible women that are making a difference in St. Louis on this podcast. And this week, we're talking with Allie Hogan. She is the founder of Rung for Women, which started as a resale boutique back in 2010. And it all started with this idea of providing a place where women could find that interview outfit for a reasonable price, but also find the confidence that they needed to take that next step in their career, in their life. But Allie realized that they needed to go a step beyond. And 10 years in the making, their nonprofit is finally ready to welcome its first class of members. She calls it a social experiment. What they're doing is bringing numerous nonprofits all under one roof in a unique program that is all about helping women transition to a more sustainable place in their life. It is a really incredible idea. This old vacant building that they've turned into essentially a college campus for women in the Fox Park neighborhood. It's incredibly inspiring. I'm excited for you to hear all about it. So let's meet Allie. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So you guys have some pretty exciting stuff happening um, with really a huge kickoff event coming up. Talk to us about what is coming up for Rung. It's about to be oh. a pretty big month. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is six years in the making, uh, and we now officially have our first class. Uh, we have registered 118 women that will begin their journey starting next Friday. So it just seems surreal that we've actually gotten to this place. And for people who aren't familiar, give us a little um, background of what you mean when you see your first class. What, what are you guys kicking off here? Right. So, you know, the journey started back in 2010 when I opened a nonprofit resale boutique with the idea being that I would dress women for dress for the job they wanted. Mm-hmm. So a place to get you know, corporate attire. And I had the shop for seven years. And in that time, I met a lot of women, I partnered with a lot of organizations. And what I realized is that St. Louis is really good at crisis, uh, women in crisis and transitioning women out of crisis. But where there's a lack of help is that sort of transitional period between crisis and sustainable independence. Mm -hmm. So in 2014, I started doing some research about what are the what are the things that women would need in order to get them into a more sustainable place. And so, you know, through a lot of the research, I realized that it's it's pretty, pretty simple, actually, the things that they need. So I sort of got into this thought of a of a college campus kind of thing. Mm. You come in. You are paired up with a coach or at college, a college counselor. You have a conversation about what you like, what you're good at. Um, what are your dreams and passions? Where do you struggle? How do you get past some of these struggles? And so that person then comes up with a plan with you 
and you start your journey and all of the things you need help with are in this building. So it's a very much a college campus feel where, you know, you have to assume this is going to be a three to five year um, plan and, but you come here and you do it and we have a gym and we have a kitchen and you can eat and you can bring your kids and you can do all the things. Um, so we are doing a class. We, we're doing it in classes or cohorts, as we call them, because we also want women to start in a group mm-hmm. so that they can build some relationships with each other and have some camaraderie, but also feel like they are supported and they're not alone. And so they're all going to start the same, even though they might not finish the same. Right. How did you guys go about getting that first class of women? You know, we we just spent months just putting things out on social media, talking to people in the neighborhood, talking to other organizations that had, um, you know, clients and participants who could be uh, who could really get help through this program. And so we we started out with um, just an interest application back in November and we got almost a thousand. Wow. And we. There's a, there was a process and then we had a full application, which was very, which was long and rigorous. And the idea being that we want you to understand that this is a commitment and it's going to be really hard work. So we had, um, we had about 260 full applications. Um, and so that's kind of what we've been doing the last month and a half or so. And so, um, yeah, so we, we want all of our classes to be around a hundred women because we feel like pretty um that's a pretty how can you give us without talking too much specifically about some of the women that are joining but talk to us about kind of who you're looking to help who are the folks that are are going to benefit most from the programs you guys are going to offer yeah so we we really tried to find a diverse group we considered things like uh race and ethnicity we considered things like age current income level Um, and so we actually got a pretty good mix of all those things. Um, we are going to be close to 60% African American, but we also have a very large group of women that are, um, you know, in their thirties and forties, which we thought most of them would be in their twenties, but they're actually better than we anticipated. We have all income levels from 10,000 a year to 50,000 a year, 50,000 is really our cap. Um, and so And we also, um, we have some from our neighborhood area, but we have a bunch of applicants coming or a bunch of um, members coming from other parts of the metro area, which is really exciting too. And speaking of your neighborhood, you guys are located in Fox Park. Uh, You have created this really stunning building and campus, as you've called it, uh, from what was vacant for quite some time. Talk to me about that part of what you guys have built uh, in our community. Yeah, we I we looked at probably 50 properties. Uh, when we, when I did the research, we found a couple of areas that we felt would be um, the most welcoming, but also the best place to put it. We definitely wanted to be in a neighborhood, a residential area. We wanted to be in an area of um, you know a, di- a diverse group. We wanted to be in an area with a lot of single moms. Um, and this neighborhood, this building, which was awfully scary when we first walked in. Um, <laughs> what was it? I remember I did a story when it was first getting started. What was the building originally? It was, it was, it was, it was originally Fox brothers manufacturing. Mm. Uh, it was furniture and things, but it had been empty for a very long time. And I, you know, there, 
there were some other buildings on the property. I mean, it was it was pretty sad, but you kind of had to use your imagination, right? And I liked the fact that it was 3.9 acres. It was across from an actual park. Um, and so we had a lot of wiggle room with it. And so it was hard, you know, getting through the design process and maintaining uh, the value of it. But I think it was all worth it. And you have a lot going on on that campus. As you described, this really is a campus. And I found it amazing, the idea that you're bringing a lot of already established organizations into one place. Talk about mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Yeah, I was I was really surprised how um, excited these organizations were to get on this train. I think it is a bit of a social experiment. But I think we're in a world now where collaboration is key. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to stir things up a little bit. Mm. And I think St. Louis is ready for something new. And I didn't I didn't want to reinvent the wheel and open a new nonprofit. We have so many good ones. And so why not take advantage of of what they do. And so we asked all of these co-designers, which they choose to be called co-designers because they've really been here from early on. Um, we say, you come to, you come to run with the thing you do best, not everything you do necessarily, but the thing you do best. And so they've all hired on staff that is going to be, you know, residing in rung as their organization's representative. Um, so they give us some examples of some of those organizations that'll be there. Yeah, so we've got um, so we've got Provident and Safe Connections, who are both going to be helping us with our um, therapy and counseling. We've got Urban Harvest STL, who is building our gardens, which is going to be providing food for our women and the community. We have Fit and Food Connection; they're going to be doing training our our women and um, education on nutrition. We have the Collective STL out of North City; they're going to be providing yoga and mindfulness. We have Prosperity Connections, which is going to be offering financial education. We have Launch Code, which is going to be helping us out with some um, IT training. We have the Women's Foundation, which is going to be helping us with advocacy and mentoring. Um, And then we have the Family Care Health Center. We actually have a clinic in the building um, to help women with family planning, to help kids get their immunizations for school. but we will have a doctor and a nurse practitioner on site when we're open. How important is that for some of these moms that'll be joining this first member class of yours to have, you know, to have all this in one place, to not have to go to six, seven, eight different organizations to try to get the help that they're looking for? Well, I, you know, I think it's a trade-off. I think we are going to do whatever we can to get rid of any excuse you might have to not take care of yourself. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna deal with all of your barriers. You bring your kids, you work out, you eat, you do all the things you need to do to take care of yourself. But on the flip side of that, we're asking you to work really hard, to dig deep, and get get real and be transparent and vulnerable. And so to me, it feels like a give and take. I'm going to do whatever I can to put you in a place where you're comfortable to do this. Um, But really, it's about them doing the work. We're just offering the support behind it. Hmm. And you mentioned, I mean, this really all sprung from the idea you started you know, more than 10 years ago when you first opened that resale boutique, if you look back at where things started, could you imagine of, of where you are now? 
I mean, no. And, and to think about it was 10 years ago, you know, I wasn't in 10 years. I met, I met a man, I got married, I had kids, I divorced a man, I moved three times. I mean, it's just like, this has been the most active decade of my life so far. <laughs> so, so I'm probably not going to have another decade quite this uh, exciting, but yeah, it's, it's amazing what 10 years has hap- was happened in that time. What do you think some of the biggest lessons you've taken away um, over that last decade that really helps you in your role as you guys really welcome in this this next phase of Rung? You know, I think so much of what I dealt with opening the store was not wanting to look like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of fake until you make it. And I think over time, I've learned that it's better to just acknowledge where you don't do as well and then find those people to join your journey that do those things great and then find a way to do it together. I think if you, I think it is impossible to be in nonprofit work unless you are vulnerable and honest about who you are because you can't help other people if you can't help yourself. So that's been a, that's been a very personal journey for me. As a mom, how do you hope you can also learn from some of the other women that will be joining Rung, as well as that sort of give and take of you imparting knowledge and and gathering knowledge yourself. I think these women are going to teach my girls a lot because my girls will be here and they will, they will meet these people and they will understand that while they have had so far, they've had a pretty um, easy time in life and they've got a lot um They've got a lot of support. They've got a lot of things that come easily to them. And I want them to be around people that live very differently and um, have different backgrounds. And I want them to see that we have to look outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. and help other people and learn from other people. And the hope is that this will create generational change, not just for the members and their children, but for the staff, myself and our children. Is that a a daunting idea, that idea of generational change? I mean, that's something that is is hard to imagine, but little by little, but we we can do that. We we can do that. I I think the the basis of all change is the acceptance of possibility. I think a lot of these women are going to be coming here not having any idea what the possibilities are. And they were raised a certain way and that's how they raise their kids. And it's all about survival and getting by. And I can't wait to see what happens when somebody sits in front of them and says, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you try this? Or look what happens if you pursue this and see them work towards those goals and to see their kids watching them here doing those things, I think will teach their children earlier on that there is so much possibility. Uh, It's Women's History Month. This episode actually will drop on International Women's Day. How do you see Rung really helping St. Louis push forward in inequality for women? We've just, you know, last night was our mayoral primary the next mayor yeah. of St. Louis is going to be another woman. What does that mean to you? I mean, it means that there is, there has been progress. You know, I think some people think progress is too slow. I think progress is a marathon and this is my part in helping 
you know, move things forward. This is just like I said about the women coming here. This is going to be a long, hard process. But I am excited that we really have the opportunity to, to create real change. And, you know, this is I, I'm so excited that our first class is starting in this month in particular, because we are we are going to make history here. And my hope is that five, 10 years down the road, we can start opening other rungs in other cities because mm. this is a problem that just St. Louis has. But we are we are coming together and we are building each other up. And this this has endless possibilities. You mentioned it's hard to to kind of look back at the last decade, but it sounds like you are already looking forward into the next. Is that a part of who you are, that that long term planning idea? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have I have always been a bit of a fly by the seat of my pants person to jump and then worry about um, the consequences. I think it's good and bad. Um, But I will tell you, this is. I am fulfilling my legacy. This is my legacy. This is the thing that I will leave for my children. Mm. But I am not, I am not opposed to sharing it with others. And I think honestly, if other cities could take this concept and move it into their city, it would be beneficial for all of us. But it's time for St. Louis to also be on the map for something amazing and real change. As people are listening to this and feeling inspired to help, how can people in St. Louis get involved? Yeah, so we are um, we have a pretty intensive volunteer program, more so because we have so many opportunities for volunteers in so many different areas. So um, if you go online and you fill out the volunteer application, then somebody will get in touch with you and we do a, um, a volunteer interview. And there will be a... Um, an orientation and all that, but we are really looking for everything from gardeners to mentors to, um, you know, helping with events or, you know, just being in the building, helping, you know, be a friend. We have so many opportunities for volunteers. So if anybody's willing to give up any of their time, it would be helpful. And I can assure you that will be rewarding work for sure. Do you find that St. Louis is a city that we we see a lot of volunteering in? I, I feel like a lot of times um, we've got so many organizations and, and there is a, a desire to help. Um, is that something you've witnessed uh, in St. Louis? Yeah, I think people have I think people have really good hearts and really good intentions. I think in general, if people aren't feeling inspired by what they're doing from a volunteer standpoint, mm-hmm. they don't they don't necessarily stick with it. Um, my hope is that you if somebody comes here to volunteer that they will um, want to be a part of the community and whether they continue doing what they originally started doing or they move into something else. um, I want this to place, I want this place to be an inspiration for them. What's the inspiration that, that really you've taken out of this journey? Um, you know, I guess I go back to possibility. I am so excited to see where this is going to go. I am, I am in awe every day of my staff. We, we grew a staff very quickly. Um, we all get along great. Everybody has their various talents and it's, it's, it's amazing to me how many details and how many things there are to think about and to do. Um, and it's really fun to watch sort of the funnel effect. You sort of have this really big circle and then it's starting to get narrow and narrow. And now we're like 
we're like flying and it's, it just feels inspiring to me. And again, kickoff is, is this month. Are you already thinking ahead to the next class? How will that work? If there are people that hear this and said, this sounds exactly like what I need. This sounds like exactly what my friend needs to, to really move into a different stage of life. What, what does that look like for future classes? So yeah, so we're gonna have this class start um, next week, and then we're gonna we're gonna welcome another class in September. Mm. And going forward, we're gonna want to do four classes a year um, is our goal. We would like to do a quarterly class of 100 women. So when you consider how quickly that will grow, you know, we hope to have thousands of members in the next five years. Um, so if you applied for a class and you didn't make it, there's a variety of reasons why you maybe didn't. That doesn't mean you shouldn't apply again. That doesn't mean you've missed an opportunity. Another one will come. So we just want women to to keep at it. And, you know, I I remember your your store so well when you first started. And it is that, that concept of having something basic to wear to an interview. Sometimes for so many women is, is kind of a halting point. But you have really figured out that that's just one tiny piece of the puzzle of success. Yeah. I mean, most of, most of the theory behind the clothing was the confidence that came with it. Mm -hmm. It was about having the right suit. It was about having the suit that made you feel confident and strong. You know, I, I used to know people in college that would dress up on final when they took their finals because there's <laughs> something about having something on that just makes you feel powerful that helps with all of that. So I don't think I knew that at the time, but the more I talked about it and witnessed it, the more I was like, this is more than the clothes. How do we get women to be confident in all ways in, in addition to how they look? What is your final message to women that are hearing this and men and anyone that's really listening about, uh, the, the power that someone can have by having just this idea, but then taking it so much farther with the help of other people in our city. What's that message to those listening? You know, I've, I've, I've struggled for the last couple of years. Cause I feel like when I do interviews, I keep saying, you know, on, on, we're coming, coming, don't, don't get down, just we're coming. And I'm so happy to finally say that, okay, we're here. Like, let's, let's, let's get, let's get to work. This does not seem, this was not a hard concept for me to come up with. It seems incredibly logical. It seems incredibly um, reasonable and that's why it's going to work so well. So, you know, we're here, we're open, we're, we're ready for it. So don't hesitate to reach out and learn more about us from a volunteer standpoint, from a member standpoint, anything. Um, we're ready to go. You can find out more about Rung for Women, both in how to volunteer to help and how to join a future member class. We're going to include the link in the uh, description of our podcast. We are always interested in hearing from you on who you want to meet on the Meet St. Louis podcast, someone who's making a difference in St. Louis from the food scene to the beer scene. 
to the nonprofit and the entrepreneur world. Let us know. You can let us know on Instagram or Facebook. Find us at the Meet St. Louis podcast. This episode was produced and edited by JJ Bailey. Bailey.